First of all, I would tell anybody who wants to get started in a state park, you don't have to be an experienced state park user. You know, sometimes people are like, oh, I can't visit a state park because I'm not a hiker or I can't, you know, I'm nervous to be outside. And basically what I want to tell you all is we've got you. Hi, and welcome back to the ERS Walk and Talk podcast. In today's episode, I'm sharing a conversation I had with Tara Humphreys, who serves as the Director of Interpretation at Texas Parks and Wildlife. She's been with the state park system for more than 14 years. Um, She got her start in Bastrop, Texas, serving as a regional interpretive specialist. I had the opportunity to talk to Tara about some of her early experiences growing up and what led her to do this important work. And she also shares some of her personal experiences working as an interpreter at our beautiful state parks. Um, I asked Tara to also share with us what's going on around the centennial celebration. Texas State Parks is celebrating a 100-year anniversary this year, and they have a lot of great things going on, including an album with some amazing artists, and she shares some of that information. And also she talked about where to go if you've never visited a park or maybe have some fear of, of venturing out into the outdoors for the first time. So again, this, this is a lot of information in this episode. It's, it's short, but a lot of great information on a resource that we can all definitely take advantage of. We know that being outside supports our mental and our physical well-being on many levels. So I hope you enjoy this episode and it encourages you to get outside um, with your family and, and take advantage of some of these great resources. All right, here we go. Hi, Tara, and welcome to the ERS Walk and Talk podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today to record a conversation. Hi, Lacey. It's really, really good to be here and good to be here for your visitors. Yeah, thank you so much. I always say say that uh, Texas State Parks and ERS has a shared mission of improving health of Texans. It's wonderful to highlight some of the resources and things going on in the state parks program. Um, I wanted to just start, just let people get to know you a little bit. And I'm wondering if you could just share a little bit of your personal story. How'd you get involved in the outdoors? How did you end up making it a profession? Sure. Uh, Well, I grew up spending a lot of time outside. I grew up in a really small town of about 400 people in Missouri. So it was easy to access nature. It was easy to just go out in my backyard and, you know, hang out and check on all the little critters that you could find. Um, I went hunting with my dad and my grandpa, turkey hunting. We would go find turtles and mushrooms. So it was kind of a way of life when I grew up. And then I got a Bachelor of Science degree from the University of Missouri at Columbia in Fisheries and Wildlife Management. And I heard about this thing from my advisor. He said, well, you know, what is your next step? What are you going to do? And I was like, well, I really don't know. And he said, well, have you heard of interpretation? Because you really like to talk about the things that you're seeing outside. And so I went and, you know, looked into that a little bit. And I ended up getting a master of science degree in environmental education and interpretation. And then after that, I just kind of dove into state parks. In fact, I got my start in Missouri State Parks, but I've worked at Rocky Mountain National Park for a summer. And I've since been with Texas State Parks for about almost 15 years now. Wow, that is wonderful. How did you end up in Texas? What was your journey or pathway? 
just put actually, actually I went, yeah, it was for a job, but it was for a different job. It wasn't for Texas state parks. It was for the Houston zoo. I was kind of at a, at a crossroads, you know, in my time in Missouri state parks. And then I'm like, you know what, I'm going to try, I'm still pretty young and this is time to do something a little different, maybe go somewhere else. So my intention was to go work at the Houston zoo in their education department for two years and now I've been here, oh, that was over 20 years ago. <laughs> so my intended two years in Texas became a lot longer. Wow. Well, you found your happy place, hopefully. I did, I did for That's sure. Great. Can you talk a little bit about what state park interpreters do? I, I think a lot of people maybe don't know exactly what the the role is. Can you explain that for us? Yeah, for sure. Um, when we hear interpreters or interpretation, a lot of people ask us, oh, what language? You know, what are you, do you, are you a Spanish interpreter? Are you, and so we don't interpret different languages per se, but we do interpret the natural and the cultural resources. So we make things relevant and relate to our visitors. And while there's all kinds of long definitions for what interpretation is, one of my favorites is really connecting the hearts and the minds to what it is that you see around you. And so what our interpreters do in state parks, and this is really true for all staff, not just our full-time interpreters, but we really need to know where our audience is when they come into the park. Some are first time, they've never been there before. Others are repeat users. So by helping make those connections, by asking them questions, learning more about what their motivations are, we can better serve them. And, um, you know, that's what we try to do. We try to serve our visitors. We try to get them to appreciate what they see around them. And if they, we call it the stair step, they appreciate what they see. And then they, you know, after they have that awareness, and then ultimately we want to create stewards. Um, of the resources that we see around us, whether that be cultural resources or natural resources. Oh, such a wonderful mission. So important what y'all do. How many interpreters are there um, within the state park system? We have about 65 full-time interpreters. A few of our parks don't have any full-time interpreters, but we have dedicated staff, whether it be our customer service representatives, whether it be you know, our utility plan operator or our law enforcement folks or our office managers, um, everybody wears an interpretive hat. Mm. So when we say our full-time interpreters, you know, they're the ones that have that in their job title, but everybody in parks creates those connections. We all answer questions. We all try to do outreach and we try to facilitate, you know, how people can enjoy their state parks. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. I I am a huge fan of the state parks. Anyone who knows me knows that I go and utilize the state parks all the time. My husband and I bought an RV during the pandemic. So we just love, love all the resources that y'all make available. I know that you have been with the parks, like you said, for 20 years. You probably have some great stories kind of rising up through the ranks as an interpreter. Can you share any stories or a story with us of some something that's happened maybe during your time? Sure. Um, there are almost too many stories to, to count, but I'll share a recent one. I was over at Inks Lake State Park for their centennial event and we had a young man, a teenager who was in a wheelchair and he'd never kayaked before. 
And some of our partners with the city of Austin, they came to the event and they brought some access and some uh, accessible equipment. Uh, there was a kayak that we were able to use. So he came over in his wheelchair and he was able to get into the kayak and then we could roll him out into the water. And he was able to experience kayaking for the first time. And it was, you know, it was touching. It was, it was very heartfelt. Mm -hmm. So it's creating opportunities like that for people that weren't, you know, always able to experience things. Um, Wow. Yeah. It it just, it it like, you know, it tugged at my heartstrings. It really, really did. And we just have so many examples and experiences and instances like that, even for visitors that come, you know, I sometimes I'll take for granted the fact that I grew up and saw deer and squirrels and wildlife on a regular basis. But then we have folks come, you know, the the largest population in Texas is urban. And we have folks come, families, kids, adults, all ages, all backgrounds, and they've never even seen a deer before. And to see their faces light up, they're like, oh, there's a deer, wow. you know, there's a raccoon or there's a squirrel or whatever. I think it's just really, really neat to see them make those connections. And as interpreters, you know, we can tell them all there is to know about things, but really what we're trying to do is just give them an opportunity for that, you know, connection and that revelation on their own. And it mm. just, yeah, it's just awesome. It's just amazing to see yeah. that. I I love that. I mean, it's so magical when you have those moments in nature and you just feel like connected to kind of a, something else. It's it's yeah. really powerful. I love that. And in the fact that you get to create those experiences for people on a daily basis, uh, what what an important role and mission um, that y'all serve for the state of Texas. So you mentioned, and this is a really good segue, you were talking about how so many people live in urban settings and maybe don't have experience in the outdoors. And I think a lot of people maybe are scared to be outside, like don't know how to do it. What would you say, like, where can somebody start if they've never been to a state park or never been camping and wanted to get started? Sure. Uh, First of all, I would tell anybody who wants to get started in a state park, you don't have to be an experienced state park user. You know, sometimes people are like, oh, I can't visit a state park because I'm not a hiker or I can't, you know, I'm nervous to be outside. And basically what I want to tell you all is we've got you. We have all the resources available for you. So if you go to our Texas State Park website, And you click on, uh, I believe it's called, learn about the celebration for our 100 years event. Our centennial is going on right now. We're celebrating 100 years. Um, But we have a link in there and it is called State Park for Beginners. So it'll tell you, here's how you find a park. Here are the parks close to you. Um, Here are the parks if you want to go a little bit further. We have 89 parks all over the state. Um, It tells you how to find that park, how to make a reservation, um, how to plan the visit, what is available for you. So if you want to take a walk, fine. If you want to go hiking, kayaking, bird watching, we have all kinds of activities. Uh, We have accessible options for our visitors as well. And then I would uh, also tell you all that we have a program called the Texas Outdoor Family Program, and we have staff who can take you out for a weekend and teach you how to camp, 
we provide all of the materials. We provide the tents, the mattresses, um, everything is provided for you. And we teach you how to use it. We teach you how to set up a campfire. We teach you how to go kayaking. We have all these things available for you. And you can get on our website, look up Texas Outdoor Family. We have some dates available there. And it's $75 for a group up to six. We say for families, but it could be, you know, a group of people uh, that are friends up to six people. And we'll teach you how to do everything. Wow. Um, That's a bargain. $75 for six people for also the education that goes along with it. Yes. Incredible. Yeah. Every, everything is supplied. And if you don't want to do an overnight thing, and I will tell you with the Texas Outdoor Family, part of the programs that they do is they do the sounds of the night because it can be kind of scary for your first time if you've never slept in a tent in the dark at night. And, you know, an armadillo might sound like a bear outside of your tent. It might sound really, really scary. So they help you identify things that you're going to experience. So they'll set you up. And if you don't want to go for the whole night, you can just go for the day. In our parks, we have a calendar of events that has different programs. So we can teach you how to hike. We can teach you how to do different things. So we're here for you. Um, We will help you get started. We also have a mobile app for Texas State Parks. So we have a lot of things that will help set you up for success in our parks. That's wonderful. Such a good resource. I had had no idea that it was so affordable to do the, it's the Families and Nature program is what it's called, correct? Texas, Texas Outdoor Family. Texas Outdoor Families. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that is such a great resource. I also have been seeing a lot of information about your centennial celebration, a hundred year celebration. Can you talk a little bit about some of the events, especially there's, I know there's, um, we have an eclipse coming. What all y'all have planned for the centennial? Yeah, so the eclipse, there's a semi, semi-annular eclipse in October, but the big one is in April. That's a little bit separate from the centennial, but if you check our calendar of events, we're going to have a lot more information about that coming up. But specifically for our celebration of our 100 years, each site is doing an event. So we've already had several around the state, but if you go to our um, state park homepage and click on that learn about the celebration, it'll connect you to a lot of the different programs that we have coming up for the rest of the year. We have several more. We have many, many more. In fact, we just celebrated what we call 100 s'more years on Saturday. <laughs> that was a partnership with HEB who is helping um, us with our celebration. They're one of our big sponsors and one of our partners. And so a lot of our parks around the state had s'mores. Aww. They did programs, they did storytelling, they taught people how to set up a fire for their own s'mores. We had s'mores building competitions. We had all kinds of things going on. Well, The bad news is a few of those were postponed because of the weather, and we're not going to ever complain about rain in Texas, so we're glad to have the rain. But the good news is that means that the s'more celebrations continue. So it's not just going to be on May 13th, but those that were canceled due to weather, they were just postponed, and we're going to have many, many more of those s'more celebrations. Um, So check out our calendar of events. 
We also have a lot of merchandise. You can go to your local park if you want to get some of our centennial merchandise to celebrate. We also have it online to celebrate, you know, 100 years. Um, and we have photo contests. So you could enter in photos and win possibly an HEB gift card. So we have just, I don't know, there's a ton of stuff, a ton of stuff going on. That is um, so cool. Yeah, you may have seen some of our commercials um, and when you go to the, your local HEB, there are signs everywhere. So yeah, we have a lot of partners and a lot of folks that are helping us celebrate our big year. I have to check out, hopefully I can make it to one of these, some more celebrations. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like fun. Yeah, um, sure. I, I also noticed that there's an album being created called Texas Wild by a bunch of incredible, like even Willie Nelson is singing on this album. Are you very familiar with that? Yes. So we have, I think we, I think a couple of the singles have been released so far and another single is going to come out. Let's see. Actually, I think one single has been released and then June and July are going to be um, each another single. And then we're going to have more information about how you can get that album soon. But yeah, we've had a lot of really cool partners on that project. Um, so yeah, any, yeah, totally cool. Super cool. We got so many incredible musicians even that work for the state of Texas. Last fall, I do a, a virtual wellness fair every year for state employees. And last fall, I had a, a gentleman who works for the comptroller's office. He's a, I think he's in the comptroller's office um, in the law enforcement division. And he wrote a song about a state park about, I think it was Oh, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was about the Frio River. And it was so cool because he was thinking about another state resource, nice. um, two state employees, you know, while working for another state agency. So, yeah, um, yeah there's there's so much talent all around us. For <laughs> sure. Down a little bit. That's amazing. Um, well, very good. For, yeah, for those who listen to the podcast consistently, you will remember that song and and uh, that episode. So, and if you if you don't, I'll put a link to it in the show notes if you want to go back and listen to our little song about the um, Frio River. So, nice. All right, one more question about resources. I know I'm kind of getting heavy here on the resources, but I think it's really important for people to know what's available. Um, and one of my favorite resources of the state parks is your annual park pass. Can you explain how the park pass works? Where can people go to get one, and what all is included with that? Yeah, the annual park pass, uh, you can get it online if you want to. You can uh, get on our reservation website. You can also call 512-389-8900, or you can go to your local state park. Um, and so the state parks pass is good for one year, and it's $70 for a primary holder. If you come as a family, then, you know, you can have that primary holder. They have to be the one that has the pass in hand as you visit. You can't pass it along to other people. Um, but if you decide you need a secondary holder, that's another $25. But basically, these state park passes, they get you discounts on camping, uh, store supplies, rentals. And that's another thing to note about being prepared and having opportunities in state parks is we have concessionaires that will supply things like kayaks, um, stand-up paddle boards at some of our parks. We have loaner day packs with things like binoculars that you could borrow. 
Um, but anyway, get back to the state park pass. It is an easy way to, you know, make sure it's good at any park. So when you have it for a year, then it'll get you in any park. Um, and you don't have to pay those additional day fees on top of it. So if you are going to visit a park more than once, more than a couple of times, which we hope all of you are, then it's definitely well worth the money. What is a day? Pa- I've had my part state annual pass for so long. I don't even know. What is the, the day rate for going to a park? These it's different per okay. park. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Got yeah. It. The rates vary per okay. park, but I will recommend if you are going to go to a park and if it's going to be during a pretty busy time, like for example, spring break or, you know, beautiful weekends in spring, um, consider getting an advanced reservation, you know, getting on there. And even if you do have a state park pass, get your day pass reserved in advance. Consider that because it will ensure that you get in. For example, if you try to get to one of our busy parks like Garner or Enchanted Rock um, on a day during spring break, those parks are going to fill up pretty quickly. So that's something that you can do to ensure that you will get in there and have a great experience. Yeah, that's great. Garner, that's the one that that, uh, the song was about. Yes, yes. Yep. I haven't been to Garner yet. It is high on my list. Of oh, yeah. <laughs> you need to go. You need to go. It's beautiful. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I've seen the pictures. It looks amazing. So I know you probably can't share which park is your favorite. I know I asked this question to, to Director Franklin, and he said, whichever one I'm in, I think was his <laughs> response because yes. he's his favorite. Yeah. But do you have any experiences in state parks that you might be willing to share with us or Maybe like your top three, something like sure, that. Sure, <laughs> sure. Well, I personally live uh, near Bastrop State Park. So that one is always near and dear to my heart. And it has been incredible to see how it has come back after the big fires of 2011. Um, but I think I'm going to I'm gonna be like Director Franklin in that. It, yeah, it does depend on which park I'm in. Mm-hmm. And it really, it depends on what I'm looking for in a particular time. Because sometimes I'll go to a park and I'll want to really do a rugged hike, or maybe I'll want to run, or maybe I'll just want to go somewhere and sit and watch the birds. So it kind of depends. But I will tell you a peak experience that I had was Lost Maple State Natural Area. Um, I got engaged there several years ago. So my then boyfriend, we were hiking and then we took a rest and he proposed to me in Lost Maple State Natural Area. So, you know, that's amazing. Yeah. So that one does also hold a really special place in my heart for that reason. Um, But yeah, it just kind of, it depends whatever I'm in the mood for. But whenever I go to a state park, it just makes me feel mentally better, physically better. It just, you know, kind of puts my mind right. Um, And it doesn't matter what, you know, the offering is at a park, we have something for everybody. So hopefully it can do the same for everybody who's listening as well. Absolutely. There's something just yesterday, I was with my parents and my parents don't get along. They don't walk so well these days. And um, we just went and sat in a little park in Brownwood, Texas, along the by the by the river. It wasn't a state park, but just being outside under the trees. And my my dad said, 
my gosh, this just feels so good to sit out here and listen to the birds. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you said, I think there's something so, so great for our health, no matter what we're doing outside, just being in nature. So, so beneficial for many reasons. So definitely. Yeah. Is there anything else that you want to share with our listeners? Is there anything that I missed or that I should have asked you? Well, you know, you think about, um, you mentioned your parents and I do want to also let you all know that we have 360 images and videos on our website. So if you go to um, some of our park pages, if you're not able to get out on a far trail or if you're not able to see some of the things we're doing what we can to bring the parks to the people as well. So, you know, that is something that we really want to stress. But we just want to make sure everybody feels welcome. Doesn't matter what your background is. Doesn't matter if you're a beginning park user or an experienced park user. We have things for everybody. We have things that are history related. We have things, you know, like I said, bird watching or hiking or walking. We have so many different things And um, I do also want to stress that it's going to be getting warmer here in Texas. So please do be sure to take plenty of water with you. Even um, if you're just going to go on a short walk, um, be prepared. And if you're really not sure what it is that you need to do to be prepared, we can help you with that. Our website, our staff, we just want to make everybody feel welcome and that it's a place for all to enjoy. Absolutely. Well, I just appreciate all of you and and the state park service and, you know, all the employees. Every time I pull in, I just feel like we're at home. So um, thank you for all y'all do to improve and support the health of Texans everywhere. And um, thank you, Tara, for your time today. This has been such a fun conversation. It's great to get to know you. And um, I look forward to getting this out to the to the public so we get, get more people involved. So wonderful. Thanks, Lacey. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, y'all, I hope you enjoyed this episode and took away some great resources that you can take back to your family and friends and colleagues and anyone who wants to get outside and enjoy the outdoors this time of year. I also wanted to make one quick correction when I mentioned the artist that played the song during the virtual wellness fair. I said that it was a comptroller employee. It's actually a Texas Department of Insurance employee. His name is Andy Walton, and he plays in a band called the Walton Monroe Band. And I'm going to actually drop a link to his music video that features beautiful scenes from the Frio River down there at Garner State Park. Um, So you can check that out, as well as all the other resources that were mentioned during the podcast today. I hope that you are out on a walk, actually, while you're listening to this. Have a wonderful rest of your day, wherever you are, and take care. Thank you.